0: Hello, I'm Maria Titizian.
1: And I'm Rubina Margosian, and welcome to the Week in Review for the week of November 4.
0: In the news, the leaders of Armenia, Azerbaijan, and Russia meet in Sochi. Armenia's Prime Minister, Nikol Pashinyan, travels to Tehran. And Artsakh's parliament holds an extraordinary session, states that any attempt to forcibly annex Artsakh to Azerbaijan would be a gross violation of international law and a license to commit another genocide, while a massive rally takes place in Stepanakert's central square.
1: This week, the leaders of Armenia, Azerbaijan and Russia met in Sochi for the third time since the end of the 44-day war in November 2020. The last meeting of this format was held on November 26, 2001. Since then, Brussels has facilitated five meetings between Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan and President Ilham Aliyev. Prime Minister Nikol Pashinyan, President Ilham Aliyev and President Vladimir Putin adopted another trilateral statement during this meeting, in which the sides agreed to refrain from the use of force to discuss and resolve all problematic issues solely on the basis of mutual recognition of sovereignty territorial integrity and inviolability of borders in accordance with the UN Charter and the 1991 Alma Ata Declaration which the sides also agreed to on October 6 in Prague
0: The statement also touches upon the future peace treaty to be signed between Armenia and Azerbaijan. In this regard, the importance of active preparations for the signing of this peace treaty was emphasized. Based on the available working options, an agreement was reached to continue the search for mutually acceptable solutions Russia committed to providing every possible assistance to the process.
1: The statement also stipulates the importance of creating a positive atmosphere between Armenia and Azerbaijan for the continuation of the dialogue between the representatives of societies, expert communities, and religious leaders with the assistance of Russia. The initiation of trilateral interparliamentary contacts aimed at strengthening the trust between the peoples of the two countries was also emphasized.
0: The statement also refers to the implementation of the trilateral statements of November 9, 2020, which ended uh, the 44 day war. Uh, this was followed by the January 11 and November 26, 2021, statements, where the sides reaffirmed their commitment to strictly observe all these agreements based on the interests of the comprehensive settlement of. Armenian-Azerbaijani relations, ensuring peace, stability, security, and sustainable economic development in the South Caucasus. The parties also agreed to make additional efforts towards the urgent solution of remaining issues, including those of humanitarian nature. The
1: Russian peacekeeping mission in Nagorno-Karabakh is also mentioned in the statement, with a reference to its role in ensuring security and stability in the areas of its deployment. And although last week President Putin announced that uh, the Russian-proposed peace treaty includes a clause. About the unique situation of Nagorno-Karabakh, it was left out of the statement altogether. Following the trilateral meeting in Sochi on October 31, Russia's ambassador to Armenia, Sergei Kopirkin, announced that the solution to the Nagorno-Karabakh conflict should be left to future generations.
0: Before the trilateral meeting kicked off, President Putin held separate talks with the leaders of Armenia and Azerbaijan. During his speeches before the closed-door discussions, Putin noted that the Sochi meeting was initiated by Pashinyan and Aliyev, although in Astana it was announced that Putin extended an invitation to the leaders of Armenia and Azerbaijan to hold this meeting in Sochi.
1: And in his speech right before the closed-door meeting with Prime Minister Pashinyan, Putin stated that the conflict has been dragging on for decades now. That is why it should And at some point, he commended Pashinyan for his political will to end the conflict, adding that Russia supports it in every way. According to Putin, when the 2020 Artsakh war was
0: stopped, it was assumed by all three parties that the most important thing is to establish peace and provide conditions for development, including for the development of Armenia's economy, the unblocking of transport infrastructure, the creation of new routes, etc. After all, that's what we work for. We always have in mind the fact that Armenia is our strategic partner, ally, That's why this is a unique situation for us, Putin said.
1: In his speech during the meeting with Putin, Pashinyan underscored that in regards to the Armenia-Azerbaijan peace treaty and its relation to the nagorno karabakh conflict, the principles proposed by Russia are acceptable for Armenia. Pashinyan had expressed hope that Russia would support its plan and that a reference would be made to it in the text of the trilateral statement Well, uh, neither the plan itself nor nagorno karabakh were mentioned in the statement.
0: Pashinyan also noted that Russia's proposal does in no way contradict the agreements reached in Prague on October 6th during the meeting between himself um Aliyev, the French president and the president of the EU Council. He added that during the Prague negotiations, Armenia was guided by Putin's statements, including those regarding nagorno karabakh
1: Pashinyan also touched upon the withdrawal of Azerbaijani troops from the zone of responsibility of the Russian peacekeepers in nagorno karabakh where they advanced in March, underscoring its importance for Armenia. According to Pashinyan, contrary to agreements at the highest levels, uh, Azerbaijani troops have not yet left the area of the responsibility of the Russian peacekeepers in Nagorno-Karabakh.
0: Speaking about the delimitation of the Armenia-Azerbaijan border, Pashinyan noted that Armenia has repeatedly emphasized that it must be preceded by the creation of mechanisms to increase the level of stability and security on the border. He stated that Russia's position... Uh, was that the formation and work of the Border Delimitation Commission would itself become a border security mechanism.
1: Well, according to Pashinyan, at the time, Armenia did not share that position, but in the end, it decided to rely on the suggestion of its strategic ally. Pashinyan went on to say that despite this, on September 13, Azerbaijan launched a wide-scale attack against Armenia and occupied new territories. He underlined that the clear position of Russia on this issue is very important for Armenia, according to which Azerbaijan's armed forces must withdraw to their initial positions as of May 11, 2021. And uh, just as a reminder, Russia has still not called on Azerbaijan to withdraw its troops from Armenia's sovereign territory.
0: The Prime Minister also stated that the unblocking of regional communications is very important for Armenia, and that it is ready to take concrete decisions at any time based on point 9 of the November 9, 2020 statement and the trilateral statement of January 11. In 2021, Pashinyan once again reiterated Armenia's position that communications passing through the territory of Armenia must fall under its full control and must operate in accordance with Armenia's legislation.
1: And interestingly, during her uh, press briefing, Zaharova, when a Turkish a journalist asked her about mm. the corridor, she, she replied saying, we don't call it a corridor. Call it a route. A route. Yep. Well, And uh, back to Pashinyan, concluding his speech, Pashinyan highlighted the importance of the release and repatriation of all Armenian citizens held in Azerbaijan. The Armenian prime minister noted that despite the fact that this issue has been discussed many times and contrary to the trilateral statement of November 9, it has not yet been resolved.
0: And after his meeting with uh, Pashinyan, Putin met with Aliyev. He noted that an additional impetus is needed for the work of the trilateral working group chaired by the prime ministers of the three countries and tasked with unblocking regional
1: communications. Aliyev, in turn, stated that Azerbaijan has formulated five basic principles for normalizing relations between Azerbaijan and Armenia, which are the fundamental principles of international law. And according to Azerbaijan's president, normalization of relations between Armenia and Azerbaijan can be achieved on this basis. Aliyev also stated that the Karabakh conflict is already history, that it was solved two years ago, and there is hardly anything to discuss in this context. So in this context, everything he said we've heard already.
0: Well, after the Sochi meeting, Pashinyan announced during the 2023 budget discussions in parliament that the Armenian side had proposed to prolong the presence of the Russian peacekeepers in Artsakh for up to 20 years, but the proposal was not accepted. Speaking about the future of the Russian peacekeeping mission in Artsakh, uh, Russia's president told reporters after the Sochi meeting that the future of the mission depends on the Armenian-Azerbaijani peace treaty and border delimitation.
1: Well, according to Putin, the mandate of the peacekeeping mission will depend on whether the issues between Armenia and Azerbaijan are solved or not. If all the disputes are settled, the mandate of the peacekeeping mission will change accordingly. If the disputes are not solved and are solved partially, it will affect the future of the mission.
0: Commenting on the Sochi meeting, Ned Price, the spokesperson of the U.S. State Department, noted that the United States is committed to Armenian-Azerbaijani peace and negotiations between the two countries. He added that the U.S. will continue to to engage over the next months to facilitate discussions between the two countries bilaterally with partners and through multilateral organizations as well.
1: And just yesterday, Foreign Minister Art Muzuran announced that a trilateral meeting between the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, and the Foreign Ministers of Armenia and Azerbaijan is expected to take place soon, not saying the date.
0: Mm-hmm. On the eve of the trilateral meeting in Sochi, the Parliament of Artsakh convened an extraordinary session while a massive rally was taking place in the central square of Artsakh's capital, Stepanagert. Artsakh's Parliament issued a statement according to which recent developments, statements and positions of various power centers and international organizations related to the prospects for the settlement of the Azerbaijani-Karabakh conflict and the future of Artsakh have caused serious concern within Artsakh and the entire Armenian population.
1: In this regard, the message of the parliament to the international community in the name of the people of Artsakh was that Artsakh has never been and will never be part of independent Azerbaijan. According to the parliament's statement, this very idea should be the basis for the settlement of the azerbaijani Karabakh conflict. Artsakh's parliament also announced that any attempt to forcibly annex Artsakh to Azerbaijan would be a gross violation of international law and an official license to commit another genocide against the Armenian people. Therefore any document that would place Artsakh within Azerbaijan is unacceptable for Stepanakert.
0: The statement also announced that no authority in Armenia has the right to refuse the mission uh, which is to ensure the security of the people of Artsakh or to accept any document questioning its sovereignty. The parliamentarians of Artsakh urged the authorities of Armenia to defend the common interests of the two Armenian republics at international platforms based on existing fundamental documents, in particular the Declaration of Independence of the Republic of Armenia and the historic decision of the Supreme Council of July 8, 1992, by which Armenia vowed to protect Artsakh.
1: Artsakh's parliament also called on Armenians worldwide to continue to support Artsakh, protect its rights and interests in various countries and international institutions, And contribute to the recognition of Artsakh by all means. According to the statement, Artsakh supports the peace processes between Armenia and Azerbaijan. However, Armenia should approach the issue of recognition of the territorial integrity of Azerbaijan with reservations, considering the fact that the Azerbaijani-Gharabakh conflict is not yet resolved.
0: The parliament
1: uh, of Artsakh also appealed
0: to Russia to continue its commitment to ensure the security of the people of Artsakh. For, uh, for strengthening secure, its security, Artsakh's parliament proposed uh, to introduce additional political and military mechanisms, taking into account the real existential dangers threatening the Armenians of Artsakh.
1: And Artsakh's president, Aray Karutunian, as well as former presidents, Bako and Arkady Rugasian participated in the rally that was taking place in the center of Stepanakert. Approximately 30,000 people participated in the rally. Maria, you saw the pictures as well. It was incredible. I mean, there are
0: numbers fluctuating between 30 to 40,000. I mean, whatever the number was, it was extraordinary. They were saying not since 1988 when the It did remind me of those photos that I've seen
1: from 1988 and prior to that.
0: Well, right after his trip to Russia, Prime Minister Pashinyan traveled to Iran for a short visit where he met President Ibrahim Raisi. A number of issues related to the development of Armenian-Iranian cooperation were discussed, including opportunities for the expansion of trade and economic relations. The sides also touched upon issues related to developing cooperation in infrastructure, energy, agriculture, construction, and other fields.
1: After the meeting, the leaders of Armenia and Iran gave a joint press conference. Ibrahim Raisi stated that the Caucasus region is a cultural and civilizational part of Iran's historical past and that Iran is very sensitive towards the region. He added that establishing security and peace in the Caucasus is very important for Iran. Raisi also stated that he and Pashinyan came to the conclusion that regional issues and problems should be solved through the leaders of regional countries, adding that the presence of foreign powers not only does not solve any problems, but creates additional ones.
0: Prime Minister Pashinyan expressed Armenia's appreciation of Iran firm positions in terms of ensuring regional security and stability. Pashinyan noted that he briefed Raisi about the results of the Sochi meeting, adding that it is important that Armenia's Iranian partners are informed about what is happening in the context of Armenia-Azerbaijan and Armenia-Turkey relations, as well as in the context of the settlement of the nagorno karabakh conflict.
1: Within the framework of Pashinyan's visit, a Memorandum of Understanding on Cooperation in the Field of Natural Gas was signed as an extension of the Azerbaijan-Iran Gas for Electricity contract.
0: The Border Delimitation and Security Commissions of Armenia and Azerbaijan, chaired by the Deputy Prime Ministers of the two countries, met for the third round of negotiations yesterday, this time in Brussels. According to a press statement issued by Armenia's Foreign Ministry, the sides continued the discussion of border delimitation issues and touched upon organizational and procedural aspects based on agreements reached between the leaders of Armenia and Azerbaijan within the framework of different negotiation platforms.
1: In order to define the legal framework for the joint activity of the commissions, the sides agreed to accelerate the coordination of the procedure for the joint work of the commission. The sides agreed to set the date and the venue of the fourth meeting of the commissions in working order.
0: This week, Armin Grigorian, the Secretary of Armenia's Security Council, was in Moscow, where he met his Russian counterpart Nikolai Petrushev and participated in the meeting of the Security Council Secretaries of the CIS countries. Grigorian and Petrushev discussed the regional security situation.
1: During the CIS meeting, Grigorian briefed his counterparts on the consequences of the September 13 Azerbaijani attack against Armenia and about the ongoing negotiations between Armenia and Azerbaijan. He stressed that the events that took place on September 13 and 14 are not border clashes but an actual incursion into armenia's territory
0: last week we reported that an extraordinary session of the collective security treaty organization csto council was taking place initiated by armenia to address the azerbaijani incursion of september 13 14 during the video conference the results of the csto fact-finding missions sent to armenia after the september azerbaijani attacks were discussed
1: Prime Minister Pashinyan noted that the report of the fact-finding mission expresses the actual situation on the Armenia-Azerbaijan border, namely the invasion of Armenia's sovereign territory by Azerbaijani armed forces and the danger of its repetition, as well as the need for the Azerbaijani forces to return to their initial positions.
0: Based on the results of the session, the foreign ministers of the CSTO countries were tasked with preparing a draft decision. The CSTO countries will discuss possible assistance to Armenia during the CSTO Collective Security Council session, which is set to take place in Yerevan on November 23.
1: During the CSTO Council session, Alexander Lukashenko, the president of Belarus, made several uh, controversial statements. He announced that Azerbaijan is not an adversary or an enemy for the CSTO member countries. Lukashenko also noted that disputes between Armenia and Azerbaijan should be solved by the two countries through diplomacy, adding that Aliyev is a leader with whom one can negotiate. According to him, the CSTO should not get involved between Armenia and Azerbaijan as if it had nothing else to do. This is like a direct, arrest, quote.
0: direct <laughs> quote. Well, Lukashenko also noted that if Armenia's former president Serge Sarkisian or Nigol Pashinyan, had agreed to cede the five regions around nagorno karabakh to Azerbaijan, Ilham Aliyev would not have had to resort to war. He noted that Aliyev was even ready to make investments worth $5 billion in Armenia as a sign of goodwill.
1: In response to Lukashenko's statements, Vahan Hunanian, the spokesperson of Armenia's foreign ministry, stated that the foreign ministry does not consider it appropriate to comment on the chaotic statements of the president of Belarus, which are detached from the logic of negotiations and by no means of allied nature, which also challenges its obligations as a member state of the CSTO.
0: Yesterday and this morning, Armenia's defense ministry denied accusations once again by Azerbaijan that Armenian armed forces had violated the ceasefire regime. This is the first time that Azerbaijan has accused Armenia of violating the ceasefire since the deployment of the European civilian monitoring mission on the border over a week ago. Usually, such accusations are followed by actual violations of the ceasefire by the Azerbaijani side.
1: And last week, the deputy chair of the parliamentary standing commission on defense and security announced that Azerbaijan has occupied one hundred twenty seven square kilometers of Armenia's territory. This week, Eduard Asarian, the chief of the general staff of Armenia's armed forces, stated that Azerbaijan has occupied one hundred. 30 square kilometers of Armenia's territory if the calculations are done from the Azerbaijani front line to the positions that Azerbaijan took within Armenia, he said. According to Assyrian, if we measure from Armenia's front line, the number may vary, adding, however, that based on calculations conducted uh, by Armenia's defense ministry, Azerbaijan has occupied 130 square kilometers.
0: This week, it was revealed that a Jordanian military uh, company, Jadara Equipment and Defense Systems, failed to deliver weapons to Armenia. Based on its contract with Armenia's defense ministry, uh, this contract was signed back uh, in August of 2021. The contract entailed that the weapons would be supplied within the same year. Armenia has now unilaterally terminated the contract and is demanding compensation of over 23 million Armenian dirhams.
1: Well, we don't know what the cost of the acquisition Mm -hmm. was. We just know how much compensation Armenia is demanding. Well, this week, a reserve serviceman killed another reservist as a result of an argument. A criminal investigation has been launched to clarify the circumstances of the incident. The suspected serviceman has been detained following the 2020 Artsakh war. The Armenian Armed Forces initiated regular training of the reserve troops. Since then, several reserve soldiers were killed or died while in training from health issues as well as this, this incident.
0: Also this week, the names of 93 servicemen killed during the September 13-14 Azerbaijani offensive against Armenia were published. They became known because their families received compensation from the uh, Insurance Foundation for Servicemen. Meanwhile, Defense Minister Surem Papikyan told Azad that the final list of the soldiers killed in September will be published as soon as the identification of bodies concludes. Armenia reported more than 210 losses as a result of the Azerbaijani attack.
1: In other news, the sixth summit of the ruling civil contract party took place over the weekend, during which the party's new board members were elected. The new board is headed by Prime Minister Pashinyan, followed by Defense Minister Suren Papikyan, Deputy Speaker of the Parliament and Special Envoy for the Armenia-Turkey Talks Ruben Rubinyan and Deputy Mayor Dikran Avinyan. Foreign Minister Arat Mirzoyan, Deputy Speaker of Parliament Ashak Hagopian and Armenia's Ambassador to the U.S. Lilit Makuns were not elected to the board this year.
0: And that's the kind of week we've had here in Armenia. Thank you for listening. Have a safe and peaceful weekend. And uh, we will be back again next week.